One thing that I talk a lot about on this podcast is the balance between self-care and business. And that's because if we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be able to effectively run our businesses. We can't ignore the conversations that happen around being a business owner and how that affects our stress levels and mental health. I've seen firsthand how running a business can put a strain on our mental health and what happens if there's no one to talk to that can help. If you've reached a point where you might be feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, or overwhelmed, then my sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your own convenience. And with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, you can find access to help that may not otherwise be available in your area and request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com strategy. That's BetterHelp.com slash strategy. Are you struggling to find clarity in your business? Do you feel like you're winging it as a solopreneur and lacking the confidence to charge your worth? Are you tired of the never ending hamster wheel of content creation and marketing? If so, the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program is just what you need. This 90 day group coaching program will take you from struggling solopreneur to savvy CEO with a solid business foundation for success. In this program, we'll cover everything from mindset and time management to finding your messaging and making marketing that connects with your audience. You'll learn how to think like a CEO and create big picture goals with action plans to make them a reality. We'll help you build a brand identity that gives you the freedom to pick the clients you want to work with and find the work-life balance you deserve. With bi-weekly coaching sessions, personalized group assignments and feedback, access to a private community, email support, in a mind map journal just for business, you'll have all the tools you'll need to build a better business. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, schedule a complimentary strategy session and learn more about how the Strategic CEO Accelerator Program can give you the clarity, confidence, and consistency you need to succeed. Let's work together to build a solid foundation for your business and take your CEO skills to the next level. Visit strategybysasha.com slash strategic accelerator to sign up now. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives, business minus the bullshit. Whether you're new in business or find yourself in a season of change, get ready to build a strategy, create an action plan, and crush those goals. I'm Sasha, host of Strategy for Creatives, and I help female-led businesses grow their brands in authentic, measurable, and meaningful ways without the stress. There's no sugar coating here. I'm serving up real tips and actionable steps you can take to help get you organized, get off the path to burnout, and grow your brand like a boss. So go ahead, pull up a chair, grab a notepad, and let's talk business. Welcome to Strategy for Creatives Business, minus the bullshit. I, of course, am your host, Sasha. And today we're doing a little bit of a different episode. Um, Normally, you guys know that uh, I tend to focus 
episodes on more specific topics. But I found this person today that I'm talking to, and I was just really intrigued by her business. And I wanted to learn more about her business journey. And I thought that if we had this conversation, that there's definitely probably nuggets and pieces of information that any business could take. And so today I'm talking to Courtney, and she is the founder of Cultured Kumbacha Co., which is Michigan's premier brewer of organic kumbacha located in Traverse City, Michigan. So I've never been to Michigan. I feel like it's probably really cold right there right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She says her mission is to help customers make healthier lifestyle choices one sip at a time and that she supplies both major retailers such as Meyer and 200 plus other small businesses across the state. So Courtney, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking the time to have me today. I'm excited to uh, hopefully, you know, transfer some knowledge and share some ideas that might be a little more on the unconventional side. Yeah. So I'm excited to learn more about your business journey. I will be honest and say I've only tried kombucha one time. That's okay. And I don't know if I was really that much of a fan of it. (laughs) Sure. Yep. And And that's not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, it had just an interesting taste, but I know a lot of people are very into it because of the health benefits and things like that. Um, I wouldn't necessarily also think of Michigan as a place that's probably really big into into kombucha. So what made you like get into it and want to kind of start your business? Yeah, great question. How did I start um, fermenting tea for a living, right? So when we say kombucha, (laughs) you know, half the people listening to the show might have known what it is and they're devout lovers of the product. Uh, The other half probably thought we were speaking like a second language, right? (laughs) Um, So for those that don't know, kombucha is a tea, but it's fermented for health instead of alcohol. So in that fermentation process, you're getting probiotics, live cultures, digestive enzymes, all of those really great health benefits. Uh, And our company mission is to help our customers make healthier lifestyle choices one sip at a time. Uh, So originally I had gone to culinary school and I was a pastry chef, which is a little bit on the other side of making people healthy. That Uh, that I I could definitely get into, like pastries (laughs) all day. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And I loved it. It was great. Um, But I did feel a calling to like, people were so disconnected from their food sources. Yeah, You know, we didn't equate Brussels sprouts growing on a stalk and cow to hamburger. And I was like, well, we got to eat to survive. I mean, we can eat for fun too, but like, Understanding our bodies is a big concept, right? And, and yeah. we need to honor that more. Um, so I went to school to be a dietitian. Uh, ended up with an additional business degree as well in entrepreneurship. And uh, graduated. Got a really great job with a Fortune 50 company. Wow. Um, yeah, right out of college. Fantastic. Uh, but I knew I didn't ethically agree with the company I was working for. It was yeah. a resume builder. Yeah. Benefits, salary, white picket fence, right? Um, so I worked on a farm on the side to maintain my ethos and some of my core values. And uh, one day she paid me in a kombucha culture. She didn't have enough veggies that day. So I went <laughs> home when I started fermenting the tea. You know, I used to, to drink it while I was volunteering on the farm. And lo and behold, with my culinary background, I was pretty darn good at it. And uh, I was 24 and I thought, well this makes me happy and healthy. And, you know, I feel this, uh, this calling to help other people lead happier and healthier lives. Right. And so I left my cushy salary job with a a really big company and uh, launched cultured kombucha in 2015. Wow. That's young too. 
to... I was I was a naive young <laughs> young young acumenless that that probably uh, helps. person. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's what got helps. me to do it. You know, had I known what I know now, I wouldn't have gone through the struggles, right? Yeah. So I guess yeah. the first thing I want to ask is. I mean, there's so many people who are afraid to take that leap from especially having like a good job with the salaries and the benefits and, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do, right? When you get out of college and you become an adult. So what what made you decide that, you know, you really wanted to just put it all into your business and jump all the way into it and walk away from like the corporate world? Yeah. Um, so a, a lot happened when I was starting my business. Um, I kind of lovingly look back on it now and refer to it as my quarter life crisis, <laughs> <laughs> if you can say that. Um, because you're totally right. You know, there there's no guarantee. Nothing is ever guaranteed uh, when you're self-employed. And so you got to know that you believe in yourself enough to make it work no matter what. So I, when I started Cultured, I had left my Fortune 50 job and I was actually engaged um, and so, you know, the agreement with my, um, my fiance at the time was that, you know, he had a full-time salary job as well. And so while I grew the business, we would do that. Um, and he would support me in it. And then, uh, a month and a half after I left my job and started the business, the relationship ended. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, here's young whippersnapper Courtney, 24 oh. years, four years old, you know, Justin is starting this company and, uh, like life just boom, drop a hat changes. Right. And so I yeah. guess that's one of the, the lessons is like, it's your life is going to change. <laughs> so be prepared for that. Um, so I had $248 to my name and wow. a dog and a Jeep and uh, the dog <laughs> and I slept in that Jeep on the beach many a nights when wow. we were starting the business. And so that was continually rolled over into the business as we started until I get a, a quarter of an apartment and, you know, it goes on from there. Wow. That's, so that's what our startup looked like. <laughs> that's that can I'm surprised you kept going, honestly. I think a lot of people would have said, Nope, I'll, I'll just go back. I'm really stubborn. Job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stubborn. And I think honestly at the time it was my ego. Um that being said, I am pretty thankful for that ego now. Um yeah. in a weird way. You know, I gosh, it, it's been hard. I mean, there's no two ways about that, but I wouldn't be nearly the the person that I am now without pushing through those obstacles. Yeah, I think that I think that's for a lot of businesses. Like, uh, and I think that makes the difference between like successful businesses sometimes and, and those that uh, don't last. Is you know mm-hmm. having that tenacity to kind of keep going when most people yeah. would probably say, "Nope, I'm done. Like this is enough for me." <laughs> Absolutely. Tenacity is the, the, the best word you could use. You know, it's had I started out with a big check from an investor, I, I mean, I wouldn't have known, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have the, the experiences drive you and shape you. And that's truly what makes your core values come to the surface as a business owner. And I think developing those core values um, is really the driving factor in how, how you run your business on a daily basis. Yeah. So what do you think are the core values in your business? Yeah. Um, so as you know, the business grows and changes, right? Um, and so influences on it are going to change. Uh, and it took, I think it took me a little bit longer to really identify them. You know, they've always been there. Um, 
when you're that bootstrapped, you don't have a really cool sign when you walk in the front door that says, you know, peace, love, and happiness are our values, right? You're like, get through the day is my value right now. Uh, yeah. So for us, our mission is to help our customers make healthier lifestyle choices one sip at a time. Um, you know, we are a triple bottom line business. And so we focus um, not just on our financial bottom line. Obviously, that's one of them. We also focus on our environmental impact and the, and the livelihood of our, our team as well, our community. Uh, and so we have measurables around all of those. Have you always, um, was that always like the intention to to not only just focus on the financial, but the environmental and like your team as well? For me personally, yeah. Th- those are part of my core value systems as a, as a human. Um, you know, I I'm a believer in karma and all of those, you know, uh, both reciprocation and, um, you know, the the way that the energy that we put out there, I think, is reciprocated back to us. And so, yeah, we're, you know, we're certified organic, certified vegan, woman owned. Um, You know, we our 5,000 square foot facility generates less than one tote of garbage a month. Wow. Yeah. So, and, you know. It's well, it's it's it is amazing, but you know, it's really also in a sense um, effortlessless when you when you let it drive you. You know, it's it makes the decisions easier. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's. I think it's smart that you went into your business with those values behind it. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, sometimes you know, when we're building things, we want to do those things, but. The bottom line is what drives a lot of people in their businesses and the financial piece of Absolutely. it. And then yeah. it becomes harder to implement, you know, the environmental aspect of the team aspect later on when if you've just been financially, you know, focused. And so if you're starting your business knowing that this is the type of business you want to build and you want to have, then everything that you're doing becomes more intentional with that behind it. And intentional is one of our core values, you know, intentionality. Um, and, you know, we we see ourselves as we make a really good product. You know, our background label says that we make damn good kombucha. Um, <laughs> but the reality is we're we're making a product, but it, actually, it really has nothing to do with the product. You know, yeah. we're kombucha is a vessel to teach people about their health and wellness. Yeah. You know, we're teaching people to read labels. We're teaching people what organics is. We're teaching them about probiotics. We're we're helping them take that next step in their health journey. And that's the beautiful thing that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's like, God, I don't want to go put fires out today. And I really don't want to do my bookkeeping. But if I don't do that bookkeeping, someone's not going to, you know, have that experience. And so, you know, really focusing on your how and your why, I think is one of the, the critical things that can help make those decisions. Um, because you know it isn't always more cost effective to to recycle yeah. you know or to to buy the organic products but we we tend to look at it from a standpoint uh you know native american tribes will have this a lot where they look at the seven generation repercussions of a decision and so when i look at a decision for my business i'm looking a little bit further out i like right? that you know i might not have seven generations in mind. Um, <laughs> maybe there's an equivalent of like a business generation being shorter for us or something. But, uh, you know, like if I'm, if I'm you're, you're like decision, thinking beyond like yeah. the, the immediate implication of your decision, like how else is this decision going to keep affecting? Totally. And, and the wider you can expand your mindset, the greater you can allow yourself to expand in the consciousness of your business, not to get too like etheric about it, but, um, <laughs> Easy example, you know, we would be paying 
extra in garbage if, if it, we didn't have our composting program. Yeah. And so because of our composting program where we send our, our steeped tea and our cultures and our, our used fruit scraps, it goes down the road and becomes pig feed and compost for an awesome farm. And so that's reciprocal in its action. It's lowering our bills and it's, it's supporting them too, right? And so like it doesn't have to be complicated. You just have to be open to expending a little more thought on it. Yeah, like just putting a little bit more effort. Because I mean, that goes, you're even like going back into your local community, like you're helping that specific area and that farm and things like that. I love that. That's, that's, and I think people just don't, don't do it as often as like we probably are capable of doing because the, the business, businesses tend to be money focused. And that's always the first thought of any decision. Like, does this make sense financially? But again, like I mentioned, like the fact that you, you know, you had those three kind of pillars, it -hmm. helps you ask you know, any decision should be asked under each of those lenses because that gets you to the best, the best decision for your business. Anytime I've made decisions based off of a purely financial motive, it has always been the worst decisions. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They're always the worst. You know, that's some universal shit smacking you in the face being like, what were you doing? You're off your path. Go back. Go back to your core values, you know? Um is the universe just saying like money is not everything. Like this should not be the main motivator for everything. Literally the universe saying, We're gonna take care of you. You'll be fine. Do it the way you know you should. Yeah. Right. And so like even if I think about um, you know, triple bottom line business for us. Initially, there was more effort invested into finding alternative chemicals, but those alternative chemicals have been cheaper for us in the long run, right? They have less groundwater impact, so they're better for the environment. They're less hazardous for my team members to use, so they're taking into account for you know our team and taking care of them. And they cost us less because they're organic alternatives. Um, but if I just went with a cheap commercial cleaner, you know, those would be down the down the road. So. Yeah, I love that. I I just <laughs> I this, your whole story is just amazing, and it, you just seem so. Thanks intentional about the things that you have done to kind of get your business to where it is um i wanted well, to ask because i know it looks that way <laughs> some days it's easier than others i will say that I, it always looks prettier on the outside mm-hmm. than i'm sure you know when you were with your dog in your van i'm sure it was a much different right. <laughs> situation at that point um i did want to ask because at the very beginning i know you you bootstrapped a lot of your business and so yep. i guess if you could kind of just walk a little bit through that journey of bootstrapping and scaling your business and what that looked like for you. Absolutely. Um, So we started with uh, $248. It was literally about what I had at that time. Um, And we started with a hot plate and a couple five gallon buckets. And we went to our first farmer's market, Um, you know, got our license to get us through and we sold it and sold out in 20 minutes. So we knew we had a viable product supported by the community, all that great stuff. Um, and we just kind of continued every farmer's market. You know, I only took out what I needed to survive. Um, mind you, operating in survival mode long-term, I do not recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Get yourself out of that faster than I did. Um, and then we just continued to reinvest in ourselves. And, you know, after we had two years of financial bootstrapping behind us, um, we were able to get a small line of credit. After that small line of credit, we secured our first SBA 7A loan. Um, which is a government collateralized loan to expand into our new facility. Um, and so we, you know, I, my attorney used to joke with me and he'd say, you're the 
best case scenario for (laughs) yourself and the worst case for a bank. You know, all you have is a dog and a Jeep, but all you have is a dog and a Jeep. So they can't collateralize anything, right? You know, my brewing equipment was from Goodwill, like stirring spoons and buckets and right. And, but you do what you got to do to make it work. So nothing about bootstrapping is sexy. It's not the entrepreneurship Instagram reels that you see, you know, but honestly, most of those are are fake. Uh, It's not the reality (laughs) of running a business, you know? So just if you, if that's the lifestyle you want, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Oh, no, definitely agree with that. I actually listened to I listened to a podcast called How I Built This. Um, and yeah. there was uh I forget what the business was called, but it was a kombucha company and it was a mm-hmm. woman. I think it was her and her it was her and two friends at the time. And yeah. it was kind of similar. I think they probably were slightly they had a little bit more resources than probably you did, but it was like they did, mm-hmm. they brewed in like their apartment and it was yep. nothing but farmer farmers markets and yeah. And going to like they had to hire people to you know help them at each different farmers market because they just mm-hmm. word of mouth kind of helped them grow that way. So I think yeah. that <laughs> and, and in a sense I help. think yeah like those help you grow with intentionality in a sense right because yeah. you have limited resources you don't just kind of spread your you you can't really spread yourself well, without understanding you. exactly and you learn that really quick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what do you think? What do you think has kind of been the biggest mindset shift that you had to have, or maybe you had it all the way when in order to kind of go from that bootstrapping to a place where you were able to get a facility and, you know, now you're, you know, this big brand in Michigan mm-hmm. and you're in all these stores. I've, again, I've listened to how I built this does deals with a lot of retail products and I, for anybody who sells products and trying to get them into stores and that, that journey in and of itself. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like so much work and you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you have to be able to sell product in order to get in the stores, but then you might not have the resources in order to make all those products in order to get it into the store. So it's like this catch 22 hamster wheel that you're doing in order to grow. So like, how, how did you, how did you think in your, like, I have, I can do this. My business can do this. Like, how did you work through your mindset with that? Yeah. Um, I can tell you where I'm at with it now. And I can tell you what I wish I would have done sooner. Um, <laughs> because there's just days where the reality of it is you don't think you're going to make it. Yeah. You know, um, and obviously those are the toughest. And so you just really just have to show up, show up first, right? Yeah put the foot on the ground, get out of bed and honestly just go. Um, I wish earlier on I had trusted my gut more. Mm. I hear uh, that from a lot of people mm-hmm. and it's always just like, it, it, it just seems to be innately. We know what we should be doing, but we, it, we have trouble listening to our voice sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all got the, everyone has access to the gift of having their intuition. You know, it's, it's whether or not we're willing to sit with it and we're willing to put the work in to understand it. And so for me, my mindset issues were, you know, I was my own greatest challenge. I was in my own way, self-sabotage, like sit with the work and figure out how you're self-sabotaging yourself. Because for me, you know, every time I made a decision for finances, I made a decision that was outside of that. Like I was self-sabotaging myself in my own mindset. I, and in order for me to get out of survival mode, like a lot of my decisions were made from a point of 
um, lack and scarcity because I was stuck in survival mode. I was going to say that, that desperation. Tr- yeah. Had yeah. I trusted myself, had I followed that intuition, I would have been totally fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's so many business owners, like especially you want your business to be successful. You make a lot of decasions out of that scarcity or that desperation. Like I just want something to work. And like this Absolutely. seems like it might work. So I'm just gonna do this. Yep. We we make short-term decisions, you know, we pivot quickly out of scarcity. We make rash decisions out of scarcity. And generally speaking, that's us being impatient in some form and not trusting our own gut implant, you know, and and I do believe that when we honor that in ourselves, there there's reward for it, you know, and it's it's the ability to stick with yourself for the long-term plan and trust yourself. Yeah. Um, I love that. But I don't know if you've already, I don't know if that is what you're going to answer to my next question. So my last Mm -hmm. question will just be, if you had to give advice to anyone starting a business, (laughs) what would it be? Ooh, um, I actually, yes, I would say, you know, understand um, your guidance system for sure, but I'm assuming because they're in your intro, I can swear. So (laughs) yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Honestly, fuck your fear. Just straight up fuck your fear. Just go for it. If you're feeling called to it, if you're like, I, if your gut's already talking to you and telling you to do it, forget the fear, put it aside. Don't let your, don't let your, your survival mind and your scarcity mindset overthrow your passion to do what you love. I love that. I think, and I love the way you said it too. <laughs> you have to, you just have to be like, you know, it's time for you to go. Uh, forget it and put it aside. <laughs> I mean, fear gets in the way of so much like it, it oh, stops gosh. and it, it's always it's the fear of the unknown you know those things that are out of our control but yep. it, I had someone else on the podcast that we talked a lot about fear and it was kind of like you know what if you don't do it right like you never know what the outcome is going to be unless you try it and so yep. you know prepare for the worst case scenario but also sure. like think about what the positive that can come what lesson can you learn from taking this decision and making that leap and truly uh you know developing a business and growing it it really is all about taking those lessons and integrating them so you can move forward um business doesn't get easier you get more familiar with it yeah Um, it never gets easier (laughs) no it isn't it's your ability to adapt and integrate (laughs) well courtney thank you so much for being on the show today i just think your journey is truly just inspiring and and even though it's in the food industry and might you might not think that those listening if you're creative you're like probably what could i have taken from this hopefully um there are some nuggets and gems that you found in there because i do think your journey is is really just inspiring and you've gone through a lot so i appreciate you being on the show um you can learn more about courtney's business at drinkcultured.com and you can follow her on instagram at cultured kombacha or cultural kombacha on instagram um i'm looking at your instagram and even though i don't drink it i will say your branding and your bottles look very tasty so um well thank you for that yeah <laughs> yeah we just we really appreciate the opportunity and uh you know thank you for all you do for your listeners too thank you for being on the show happening next week on the strategy for creatives podcast I'm talking to Dorothy Kolb, an operations and finance executive with over 20 years experience in the sports, media, and creative agency spaces about how to know whether or not it's time to leave the corporate world to pursue that entrepreneurship journey full time. So don't forget to tune in next Tuesday to listen to the episode.
Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Strategy for Creatives podcast. I hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and hopefully found valuable tips that you can put in your business today. If you found the podcast helpful, I'd love it if you take a moment to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me make a better show and reach more listeners like you. And don't forget to share the podcast with your favorite business owner who could benefit from the strategies and insights I share on the show. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe and stay up to date with the latest trends and techniques for growing your creative business. If you want more, don't forget to join the Strategy for Creatives Facebook group, or you can follow me on Instagram at Strategy by Sasha. Have a topic suggestion or a question you want to hear answered? Email me at hello at strategybysasha.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with another episode of the Strategy for Creatives Business Minus the Bullshit podcast. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.